0: welcome to the right now show this show is all about inspiring our generation people in their 20s to go out and actually go for your dream to find out what your purpose and your mission in life is and i know that you listening you are capable of so much more than you can possibly imagine and i want you to go out and i want you to make that happen and on this show we're going to bring on people that have inspired us that are absolutely just crushing it in life and have overcome insane odds and this show is called the right now show because the only thing that is truly real is this moment let's get into the show but yeah we got joshua fields on today we've been trying to get him on for a little bit now um this is an overall amazing person i grew up playing baseball with him i just know he's just such a good kid bro like no one know. wants
1: to said something bad about no, joshua nobody not one person has said that like and if they did, they had a lot of issues with themselves, bro. So yeah. Josh Fields was known as the nicest kid. And like the in first high word that
0: comes to mind is probably like hustler. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was
0: he was always like the catcher, which is the hardest position on the field. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it was. I think everyone's opinion. Shit. Yeah, it's and, hard. Uh, now you're like running marathons, you're doing a bunch of stuff, so it's, it's great to have you on, man.
2: Yeah, no, it's great to be here. I've been, you know, kind of keeping in touch with you guys over the last couple months and stuff like that, and seeing what you guys are doing has really been. been really cool and all of you guys have been kind of taking on different challenges in different ways which has been a really cool thing to be and kind of been going back and forth trying to get work work something out
1: and glad glad to finally be here so definitely yeah yeah so so he did um he did the uh what was it the buffalo Buffalo marathon marathon. but he did that with nick bear right nick bear was there
2: yeah so that that actually kind of uh came up out of nowhere um we had we had done the Philly. My friend Austin and I had done the um, Philly half um, last year, so we did that in November, and then we kind of had like a month off to, just to kind of like recover, and then we kind of met up again at the end of the year, and we kind of just like we should sign up for a marathon. We saw Nick Bear then had signed up for a marathon. And we were like, mm-hmm. why not? Buffalo is like five hours away. Why don't we just do this one? And then we just in literally maybe like thirty minutes, just were like, okay, let's let's do it, and signed up for it. January 1st last year and then that was so, so we started the whole training plan that kind of went on you know some stuff happened awesome I got hurt a little bit but you know it was fun to do that with somebody else that you're kind of looking up to like following on like YouTube and stuff like that you're seeing him his training plan and then you're trying to do your training plan right. obviously he was going for a different goal than me but um it was cool to kind of follow along in real time and being like oh he's in this week of training and I'm in this week of training mm-hmm. and how different are we doing it and how is he how is he handling it? How am I handling it? And uh yeah. It was just kind of a cool thing. Yeah, you did
1: very well too. What was your time?
2: Um, final time, I don't, off the top of my head, I think it was three seventeen, I think sixteen, something like that. That's rocking. Um, oh yeah. That's both. Uh, how long <laughs>
0: yeah, did you train for?
2: Um, I did a sixteen week training plan. Okay. And I probably was running on and off, which started in um February. Which but I had been running on and off since like January. So I kind of like kept going since the half marathon, but nothing really structured, but, uh, that was intense. That was a real, like I, I took that very seriously. I did. I didn't miss one workout over that whole 16 weeks. I was like hardcore on like making sure I got my miles in and stuff like yeah. that. I felt great that whole day. I think we were on, I was aiming to go for a sub three, which is a pretty ambitious goal. Yeah, considering That was my goal in the fall. Um, but, uh, got sub 90 in the fall and then uh during may was sub three was the goal and um was on pace through mile 16. we were still going 650s and then started to hit the started hit the wall a little bit had like a couple 715s in there and then about mile 18 19 started coming off pace and then uh those last six miles were uh tough I got bonked pretty bad, pretty <laughs> yeah. bad. And that, that was a struggle, but yeah. I, it was a, the feeling that you got when you finished it and you really like gave it your all, that was just such a, you really can't explain it. It's just something that just came over you that you were just like, hey, you worked really hard for it. And as disappointed as I was to not complete my goal, mm-hmm. I was extremely proud of that. And, you know, gives you more energy for the next
0: goal. And, yeah, I feel like it's so hard to get, to get your goal that day too, because the nerves, the crowd. Like it's just like extra adrenaline, your heart's pumping more. Yeah. There's so many things that can go wrong too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there are. But I think um, having something that really requires a lot of work starts to build like you're overcoming adversity every single day. I mean, there were, there were days last year where I, it it was a struggle to get up and, you know, make sure you go and get your miles in and um, take it seriously. But when you got to that moment, you were like, you weren't going to let something little or something inconvenient kind of get in your way you're just going to find a way to go overcome it um, yeah. and you know ultimately it's we didn't reach the goal but I I know I gave it my all on that day and you know, 100%. I controlled
0: what I could control yeah. so why did you want to run in the first place
2: um, running has always kind of been like a weird like escape thing for me yeah. because kind of going in like kind of getting into running I didn't really before I started running actually to get better at baseball because I was like, hmm, I kind of have like some, getting a little chunky a little bit, so. <laughs> you don't do um, much
1: movement behind the plate, unless yeah, it's and like well, lateral or, you know. Well,
2: I mean, that was the idea behind it, but I realized I was just sitting back there and not right. doing anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I started, um, uh, really freshman, sophomore year, um, started just getting, getting outdoors and starting to run a little bit I was I was cyber schooled, so I kind of had some time during the day. So I would just, you know, in between classes, like lunch time, I would just go for a run in the middle of the day, started to build it up. Um, I still remember running around um, the Bangor like cemetery and stuff like that. I couldn't do a mile consecutive. That was wow. like the first goal. And I think, I think the first time I did it, it was like 10 or 11 minutes. Mm. And I was like, I didn't even think of anything at the time. I was like, Hey, I just did a mile and then started doing a little bit more and more, and then uh, soft, I guess it was junior year? Junior year of high school, going into senior year, I'm uh, Hartman, Coach Hartman actually said, he was like, we were doing a mile for baseball for some reason, and. <laughs> Joke, shout <laughs> yeah. out to Coach Hartman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great dude. Yeah, um, Yeah, we were doing like a mile test, I think junior year, and, uh, I don't know why we were doing a mile test, but um, we did that, did pretty well. And he was like, Hey, you should try off a cross country next year. I think he was joking, but
1: (laughs) he probably was, probably was, but (laughs) you were like, Oh yeah. I I was like, I I (laughs) definitely took it way too seriously.
2: And then, so it started getting ready for that. And I remember running and then I ran like a 5k during the junior year of baseball and uh, did pretty well. I got like fifth in my, I got first in my age group, which nobody in high school was running it so (laughs) it was like an eight it was an 18 or 19 which is respectable but uh i remember showing up to the first cross-country practice during the summer and apparently i got hyped up that was like really fast and i was like a private school kid that was that wasn't yeah but um so the first mile i go out like blazing like a five minute mile on like an easy five minute like a five miler like practice we were doing it at knitters hill and uh so we're keeping up with like the coach and everything like that, and then like I randomly just got dropped. But oh my god! Yeah, yeah, but it was funny. It was it was, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. But Got into that whole thing, and it's just kind of been a way for me to kind of release. And in, uh, in college, I did rowing, and you know we can kind of go into that a little bit more yeah, in baseball and stuff. But uh, getting back to it now, it's just it's just been a good way, to just kind of like unwind and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so take me back it's a good way to the uh, challenges.
0: To like when you were growing, I think you were you were homeschooled, right? Most yeah. So. Time?
2: Yeah, so I was homeschooled through sixth grade, and then cyber schooled seventh through eleventh, and then okay. public school.
0: So what was it like being homeschooled?
2: Um, it was interesting. Um, there definitely was a lack, maybe a little bit less structure, obviously, than going to public school and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but it was cool just to be still to be able to interact with everybody and stuff like that, and, you know, growing up, we were kind of a closer knit family when I was younger mm. um and then we kind of parents got divorced and stuff like that and that kind of led then to the cyber school movement and stuff like yeah, that sure. so but.
0: I want to know where uh where like that hustler mentality comes from because you've always been like that like even like in little league you were always like that like you always showed up on time like you're yeah. always hustling you're always kind of a leader on the team where did that come from
2: um I think I think a lot of the I, I appreciate the kind words and stuff like that yeah um I think the basic thing has just been being accountable for your stuff, like controlling what you can control and looking forward to, you know, I know when I was homeschooled, I was looking forward to going to practice, like baseball was something I thoroughly enjoyed and maybe it was because I got to get out of the house, you know, yeah, it could be right. something as simple as that. But when you were there, it was something that, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm playing baseball. I can immediately see how my results, I can, you know, I'm playing on the field, I can get better, I can do something to get better at this, you know, and maybe play baseball more often. So right. I think it was maybe seeing those results, um, you know, interacting with everybody was just always a really enjoyable thing. I thought I communicated well and enjoyed spending time with other people pretty yeah. well early on. But yeah, I think that was that kind have, of answers the question. Uh, do you have
0: like a lot of mentors or anyone in, in particular that like really helped you with that?
2: Um. When I was younger, not yeah. particularly. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, it was more so. That's why I think I kind of enjoyed the time yeah. got to spend with like you know the other players on the team and for even sure. the coaches and stuff like that. Um, I know, like when I was younger, I got a lot of rides with coaches just to fit with like my mom and my dad's schedules and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and just getting more chances to talk with different people were really educational and really beneficial for me. Yeah. So. Love yeah.
1: that. Yeah. I have a story I didn't tell you about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. No, no. It's He goes on, no. No, it's a great story. Like, I was I was just here, and my parents came back. They went they went to TK's. Oh, no. And you were there, too, but they didn't know. Or, yeah, they didn't even know. They didn't even see you. They were just having dinner. All of a sudden, like, the check comes, and it was already paid for. Mm-hmm. And they were like, who the fuck paid for, like, our, our lunch or dinner or whatever it was? And they had no idea. And then you, like, walked by, and they said, oh, it was that It was that guy. <laughs> it was Josh Fields. And he just paid for my parents' dinner for no, like, just literally just did it, just to do it. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, dude, that's, a, that's such a Josh thing.
0: Right. You yeah. know what
1: I mean? Like, that's that's just literally what he does. Like, he doesn't even, he hasn't even seen him. He's like, "Hi, hey, Coach Brian. Because he's, I don't know if he used to be your coach. Yeah, yeah.
2: So we, we actually, he was the coach uh, during Cal Ripken.
1: Right. Yeah, when yeah, he moved yeah. To Cal Ripken, right. yeah. He goes, hey, Appreciate all you did, Coach Brian. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I love doing it too. He's like, you didn't have to pay for my dinner. But yeah, that's really like, I thought that was amazing. I heard that and I was like, oh, I gotta bring that up on the podcast because that's like, yeah, that's such a thing he would do. That is so cool. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for doing that because that's 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 amazing. Like, just literally, just very selfless and like, just giving back, even if you don't have to, because you don't. Yeah. No. (laughs) But you just did it anyway. yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that's that gets back to just coming up and, you know, enjoying the time that you get to spend with people. And, yeah. you know, we got to play together in mm-hmm. high school and stuff like that. And I, the point of, you know, you work hard in your career and your job and stuff like that to be able to the whole purpose is just to make other people either make people happy or do something enjoyable or pay somebody back in some type of way mm-hmm. to let somebody know that, like, you know, you appreciated it and stuff like that. And that's right. really important because you kind of know when you get into rough spots you're in a down you know you're you get down and we all have been in those situations where it's there's not really a lot of light and yeah, you kind definitely. of just something like that is if you have a chance to do it i feel like that's the reason that you should
1: you, know, you should do it uh-huh. you know? like it makes me want to do that now yeah it's like wow i'm such a piece of shit. like i should definitely i have to <laughs> no, do something no, like that <laughs> it
0: definitely feels good to give back even for you like you feel yeah. fulfilled after you
1: give. yeah a hundred percent yeah, I mean we're in the
2: the season of giving right now. It's so, true. I mean, so I haven't
1: bought me. any gifts. No. None. None. No. I haven't even thought about it. Yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> trying to be done in ten
1: minutes. I know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I just got my first shipment in like the other day. So. Oh yeah. 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 Are you uh are you single? Uh, I'm actually dating somebody right now. Dating so. someone. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Really uh, really amazing girl. Down. Is the rock coming? Is the rock? <laughs> man we're moving we're moving fast we'll, we'll, we'll up <laughs> on that one for that yeah pulled the trigger too early on that one before so <laughs> okay. i wanna, yeah wanna.
1: so you did some rowing you went to temple yes after high school
2: well no actually so that's another funny story so went so it was at banger um graduated banger actually went to karen university mm-hmm. which is in langhorn pa mm-hmm. really Karen, yeah. Karen, right? C or C, C A I R N. Oh, okay. C yeah, a it's IRN. a little different. Yeah. 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 So, um, went there um, to put it in perspective. They have, I think it's about fifteen. It was about fifteen hundred people when I went there, um, and half of those were commuters. So, wow. <laughs> Really small school. Yeah. Um, they were small division three for sports and stuff like that. Um, played baseball there my first year, um, and then did ROTC. Crosstown at St. Joe's, did Air Force R.T.C. there, um, did that for the whole year and then switched over to Army R.T.C. in the spring because originally they didn't have, they didn't offer a Crosstown thing with Temple. Mm. We were able to dig that up and figure that all out. Um, so then I was commuting to Temple four days a week during the week to be there at How far to drive? It was about a 45 minute drive and I had to be there at 5 a.m. Oh. 4 days a week. Uh, so and then so that so that got kind of rough. Yeah. So that freshman year of uh, college was uh, pretty hardcore not going to lie. Um long story short we ended up I ended up transferring to Temple um in about J- June or July of that that summer um and it was fully set on kind of like going to temple focusing on school RTC and stuff like that. Um from a baseball perspective I could barely even throw a ball after that that freshman year there was just so much that we just played so much. And it was just the point where Your I was arm like, was yeah, up. I just, really? yeah, there was just no, I mean, I had a bad arm in high school.
1: Yeah. You, you had an injury. Yeah.
2: That was I I tore some stuff freshman year. And then, uh, by the end of freshman year of college, it was to the point where it was like, it, Too much. it, it was just, it, you try to lift it up and it was hurting. It was like, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah.
2: So dang. it would have been fun to play some more, but it was, it was for the best. Yeah. Um, was getting ready to transfer over there um was doing well with the rtc stuff um that was the plan and i mean i think that kind of gets back to some topics of like you know you have you think you have a plan set up and then life just switches on you know it flips upside down it does yeah
0: it's the lows of the highs. yeah yeah
2: yeah so i had a really high high like hey i had my life figured out i'm gonna do all this stuff and then mm-hmm. had some medical problems and then back to square one and missed the first two weeks of school there and then I was like well now i'm stuck at well stuck i say that um stuck with you know not having a sport for the first time in my whole life you know in a city which i've never enjoyed cities that much ironically (laughs) philly yeah yeah ironically picks to go to philly to philly for school yeah um so i got there for i was there for about half a week and i was like this is This is gonna be rough
1: half a week
2: like so i missed the first full week of school right all the classes and stuff like that oh and then i missed the first i think i got there on wednesday of that so it was you know moved in on the wednesday the second week of the school year um and so i did the first two days thursday and friday and i was like
1: this is gonna be bad
2: this is gonna be like you know, it was just so weird, just a uh, culture you shock. You started was. right
1: in, like behind. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yep. So started what were behind. You, like, thinking in that situation, where
0: like, yo, I don't know if I want to do this, or. Oh
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I think everybody. I I don't know if maybe not everybody, but like going to school, you know, transferring schools, you're you're kind of like you're still trying to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. you know, you start to get better at it and find stuff that you enjoy, um, but. When you're that young you're really trying to figure something out and you're doing a major and you're like this is what my life is going to be and uh it it was it was yeah no it was tough it was like definitely not a an easy situation because there's so much uncertainty so.
1: right it's unsettling not knowing like what's oh, yeah. going to happen like yep. it, that's and that's what we should be doing though like especially so yeah. young trying out different things yeah as yeah. much as you can yep and that's honestly where you find success later. It's oh yeah. You already find something that you really want to do. Yeah. And you just put all your work and the work ethic that you build from it. Yep. And then you just put it right into that.
2: Well, I and definitely I think it I think it builds up that like we kind of touched on earlier like the adversity. If you're used to building to overcoming stuff, mm-hmm. it just helps. The biggest thing is like just problem solving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I see that kind of what I do today. My whole job is, you know, you may have a title or something like that, but at the end of the day, you're just solving problems. Right. right. You know whether it's Okay. Whether it's a financial problem or it's a management problem, or it's mm-hmm. just some random thing. You're just, okay, that didn't work. What's the next best option? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're solving that. So you just have to have
0: that mentality. Like I will figure it out. Like, there's, yeah, there's no, like a, that's the only option. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do by the way?
2: All right, so I'm a production and supply chain manager for an avionics company. So we do SACCOM, we support satcom systems. So yeah, we work out by uh, Lehigh Valley airport. So,
0: Got it. What do you, what do you do? Like, what are your activities that you do every day?
2: So I assign all the projects that we're currently working on. Um, so I schedule all those out. Um, I talk with vendors, make sure we have all the parts, oversee all the purchase, like the purchasing department, make sure we're getting the right stuff. Um, we do aviation stuff. So there's a lot of quality that goes into that. So we get like quality audits and stuff like that. I do some of the internal auditing and stuff like that. So a wider range of stuff. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully enjoy
1: every single thing I do at work. So So it's hard to say, too. Like, a lot of people can't say that.
2: Yeah. And that's something like I always struggled with. Like, I had multiple nights where I'm talking to, you know, a multitude of people and I'm just like really down because I didn't know what I want to do when I grow up, you know? Mm -hmm. And who does? Like, exact. Well, that's something that's hard to tell yourself when you're young and you're trying to figure it out. Um, And when you find, I think that ability and overcoming all the adversity of trying to not knowing the answer has got me to a spot where I'm in a spot where every day, I don't know the answer, but it's like a figure it out type question. every single day, that's what gets you up. Yeah. yeah. And that's the fun part. Cause I know I can solve them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, the answer is going to be you've done when it I, before. Yeah. 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 It just keeps building and building and now it's more complex. And now you, you show a question that I handle a day like today to, you know, first aid, Joss, and he's gonna be like, "I don't know, I have no idea what to do." Yeah. But you know, the the confidence builds, and uh, yeah, your ability to overcome adversity it builds as well. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Right. Yeah. What would you say to those kids out there that you know they're in their late teens, early twenties, that they're trying to find their purpose? What would you tell them to do?
2: So don't don't sweat that you don't know what you're doing that that's a loaded question don't don't sweat that you don't know what you're going to do don't yeah. let that keep you up at night but make sure that you're doing everything that you can do to answer that question okay so you may not know okay do i want I'm, i don't want to do engineering or something like that but still explore every single possibility still try to figure out like a solution yeah. um, you know it's always good to be like hey i want to go to school i'm going to be a mechanical engineer I'm going to graduate from this. I'm going to work at SpaceX and I'm going to make this much money and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But when that doesn't work out, when you haven't built up that adversity, you're going to be crushed. Yeah. And even though you're fully capable and you're extremely smart, if you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to take off rather mm-hmm. than maybe another kid who maybe didn't know that and built up that adversity and kind of like explored all of his options or his or her options and, you know, really was open to Adapting. Absolutely. So definitely just keep your eyes open and keep, mm-hmm. tr- again, keep hustling. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. So, yeah, it's fun stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. But. So, um, you did some rowing at Temple?
2: Yeah. So, we were kind of touching on, so, got there the first two days. Just kind of like, this is really, really, this is going to be rough. I looked back through my stuff and I had a flyer from the first day I went for orientation so for orientation there was some some tall like tall guy with a big black pussy beard i remember him handing me this little like form <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 he had, and he had this really weird accent too so so we'll come back to him but he hands me this flyer and uh you guys you good <laughs> <laughs> guard, guard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fun stuff um, never heard that before. What? Black pussy beard.
0: <laughs> is that actually like a
1: bushy? Is that
0: actually? Oh, you say
1: bushy? I said bushy. Oh, I
2: thought
0: you
1: said. I pussy. thought I said bushy beard. <laughs> I thought you said pussy beard. I, uh, yeah, I, so. I thought he said pussy. Beard. <laughs> I thought he said that. I was like,
2: <laughs> what? Okay, go on. I can never pronounce the sh's. <laughs> That's so funny. So a big bushy beard. Yeah. Um, yes. So he handed me something. And I was looking through my stuff, and I was like, oh wait, I found this flyer, and it says like try out for the men's crew team. And, uh, I was like, what's this? Was, you know, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm reading this on Sunday, Sunday night. And, uh, I sent, I said contact this email and, you know, blah, this email address. So I sent an email, I think it's the coach Perkins, his name sent him an email. I was just like, Hey, my name's Josh Fields. You know, I'm interested in trying out like when, when are tryouts Blah blah. blah. And, uh, he's like, try out here tomorrow at 5:30 AM. Oh. or six, sorry. 6 AM at the pat, at the pavilion or pu- Pearson. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. You so I jumped right into it. Yeah. So the first two days I slept into 11. I was like, I didn't have classes. I was uh-huh. like, you know, chilling next day. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm getting up early tomorrow. And then, uh, the next that kind of started it showed up the first day of tryouts. And I was just like, hey, this is going to be weird. I couldn't find the building too. So I walked around at like five o'clock. It took me an hour to find the building. Oh my God. We went out to find the building. Wow. But, uh, yeah. So then we got into the troll tryout process. That was met some really, really cool people in there and met two of my best friends um, who actually were trying out for the team that same year. Um, and yeah, that began a whole a whole journey that I never would have saw coming.
1: Yeah, so, what made you get into that? Like, what? what
2: well, so basically not having, you know, seeing like it was just kind of like, hey, okay, this is a sport. It's a Division One sport. It was a fully funded sport at the a Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of having the opportunity, I was like, okay, well, I'll try out for it. You know see what happens yeah.
1: and it was totally random said, they, fuck it yeah pretty you're much throw yourself in there and <laughs> yeah just, pretty much just try something because you're not doing anything yeah yeah you have that urgency to just yeah get in there yeah have,
2: have like another purpose for it um you know coming from the year before at karen i mean it was each minute was precious like you were spending time with your friends or you were doing homework or you were or you had practice you had something that you were always doing mm-hmm. you know going to a temple then at that point and having I didn't have RTC. I didn't have school or sports. I just had, you know, school. And some people immerse themselves in school. I didn't really immerse myself in school, but you know, I did. I did what I had to do, and you know, studied and everything like that. But it wasn't something that I could stay in all the time. I had to have, you know, a physical release and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so then we started the tryout process, made the team. Um, that whole fall was a really life kind of changing time just cause it kind of just exposed you to a whole nother world. Um, rowing is a very, there's not a lot of rowing programs around here. If you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. It's yeah. not a
1: thing that it's usually it's a very right thing around here.
2: Well, that actually leads to a funny, a funny point. I remember I had made the team and it was maybe like a month, month into it and we were getting ready to actually come off the water. And I remember, uh, Perkins, the head coach coming up to me and saying like, did you asked like, how are you liking the team so far? You know, how are you liking the sport so far? Um and uh because typically rowing teams they, they bring on tryouts. Typically every rowing team has a try, like a walk-on process every fall. Um, just because a lot of people haven't rowed, they want good athletes and they'll teach you how to row. So each school kind of has a certain way of how they teach rowing, like how they teach the technique and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's a common thing. But he came up to me and kind of said this stuff, and I was like, on the Schuylkill, there's rowing, there's dragon boating, there's kayaking, there's all these different types of vo- boating. And I was like, I don't know, so what do we just rotate in between different boats? And he was like, he asked, how am I doing it? I was like, hey, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I really like it. But when are we going to get on the, the the battle boats? Like, you know, they would have oh, like, yeah. ha- you know, like dragon boats, yeah. Right. they're called dragon boats. They have like 20 people on each side and they're banging uh, the drum oh my and they're gosh. all going like this. I'm like, so when are we getting on those boats? <laughs> Just looks me down in the eyes like is this guy stupid and he just walks away He just walks <laughs> away in the middle. I was just like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like like what like what? Yeah, so that was that was a funny. Uh,
1: How long a, did you do that for for rowing? Yeah,
2: I ended up So I did it my sophomore year. Well my sophomore year my first year at Temple my junior my senior year So I did you did it three years. Yep, three years. It's a, it's a pretty brutal sport, right? It's rough that is the hardest sport I've ever done by far. Wow. Yeah. By far. Damn. Why yeah. it is physically, the physical strain that you put, like, it's a weird sport. Cause it's not as impact as running. Cause you're running, yeah. you're putting the pressure on your knees and stuff like that. It's not as like maybe a tactical as baseball necessarily. Like, where you're you know your every hand pitch matters and stuff yeah hand eye coordination is a it's really important one motion
0: the whole time basically right? it's one
2: motion the whole time but you're just trying to perfect that motion you're never going to have a perfect stroke mm-hmm. but you need to be as close and as efficient of to a perfect stroke as possible every single time yeah. and there's you're it's not you're not working endurance muscles you're working you're working endurance and you're working power at the same time mm-hmm. and like a big misconception is hey you're a rower you should have big lats and a big back you know and stuff like that it isn't that it's you see the really good rowers they have huge legs and mm-hmm. like a really strong core and like you know beanpole arms yeah, so sure. it's a really weird huh. it, does, it 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 uh goes against your like initial expectation of the sport right so, but they, it's in cardio huge okay huge yeah. in the cardio we would ever a <clears throat> typical workout was for us every morning was like a steady state day was four by 5k with like a minute rest so if you do five thousand meters on the wrong, wrong machine four times with a one minute rest in between how long does that take um typically you would hold <laughs> you know 154 like average split so a little bit over it's about 20 minutes per 5k so <laughs> an hour so yeah, that was a steady state day. That's fucking hard. And then you would be doing, you know, 6K tests was right. a common one that was a fall test, 6K, 10K. Um, the, the big test that you always did though in rowing was a 2K. 2000 meters, that's, that's the racing distance. That's the typical racing distance at least. Um, a 2000 meter race is the most pain you will ever be in. Like <laughs> running the marathon, doing all the other stuff, a two thousand meter row on the wrong machine all out or in the boat all out will like have you seeing stars no matter what if you do it correctly you're
1: going to you're going to kind of want to try it now
2: yeah I don't know. Definitely, I've done a little bit of rowing
1: like at the gym but yeah nothing like where it's times yep. the, the distance like I would just go for like 10 minutes just you know an oh, average yeah, yeah like an average thing and that yeah. was it yeah but like if you go hard oh yeah I can only imagine yeah is there like one
0: memory that you can go back on like with rowing that oh yeah just like jumps out of you there's a
2: couple there's a couple specific ones i can always that will always stick with me um so my freshman year we ended up we had a really good season just kind of like we were kind of like a misfit gang of like walk-ons because we had we had some kids in our boats that had rowed their whole life and they were like really really good they had a lot of experience we had other kids my friend and i were had absolutely no rowing experience but we picked it up pretty quickly and we were in like the top boat and uh we uh we ended up winning so the league championship and for collegiate rowing for our area at least was dadville's um that was like the big race like all the i think it had it's the biggest collegiate race in the world or in the yeah. country for sure yeah. um so i think there was like over like 100 or 50 or 100 teams or something like that um long term we ended up winning the whole thing what? so we actually won dadville's that year and easier. the i specifically remember the point in the race where we we were facing a very fast um delaware team that was much smoother than us much more efficient than us but we just kind of had our like willpower we just kind of yeah the dog yeah <laughs> had yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah we hour. just kind of had the the big the big power wagons in the middle and just yeah. we all clicked on the right time right at the right time and uh I remember specifically in the middle of the race, like the moment where we just kind of started walking away and then, uh, we ended up winning. And that feeling that crossing the finish line, I didn't think I could ever like be that exhausted ever again. Like it wasn't like midway through the race, you were done. Like you could have just stopped and just been like, <sighs> yeah, like, I'm done. Yeah. Just wow. somebody get a baseball bat out and just fucking you know, hit me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. End it right now. So when yeah. you go through
0: something like that, like what's your why to keep going? Is think, something that you think of in particular?
2: Um, I think, I think I've given up on certain things before, yeah. and I know how much like I will like just like rag on myself for it, mm. and I'll beat myself up for it. That I know that I don't want to have that again, yeah. And that whether like and you kind of I feel like mentally after you've kind of done that a couple times, like you make a decision in your head, and you're like, I'm gonna do it, mm-hmm. and I'm you got to just go all in on it, yeah, and it's you know, for better or worse, you know, but at least you can say, Hey, we went for it. I mean, the thing with the, go back to like the marathon that was, I kind of, in my head, I started getting some, some creeps in my head around the the half, the halfway mark. I was kind of like, I probably could start leaning off a little bit and maybe hold on for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was like, I, I trained to try to get this goal and I kind of went for it. And, I know if i would have leaned off on it i would have thought it was a failure even though i'd missed my time by a lot or maybe i went a little bit faster right but uh it's just something where you're you fully went for it and you can kind of look at
0: yourself in the mirror and say hey yeah
2: we'll do it next time but we tried so
0: so you're someone who has a lot of discipline a lot of consistency but uh have you ever heard the reference of like the inner bitch in your head oh yeah yeah how do you how do you overcome that inner bitch like day in day out or do you have some bad days i
2: i think i think people would be really wrong to say nobody ever has bad days yeah. i feel like that's a big misconception i mean you're gonna have bad days you know mm-hmm. but it's how you kind of respond from that how you how how you minimize those bad days right um you know i always maybe it's the little voice talking in your head where you're trying to avoid you know you're trying to do something productive even on a bad day so then you can still look at yourself at the end of the day and say hey okay this is what i did like you can be as small as making your bed or something like that where you're still you get those little victories and they compound and they get bigger and bigger um i think it's mainly just going for it again getting back to being accountable and you're you know you did you, you went for it when you did something whether that's getting up and going to work and doing your best and stuff like that you know it's always easy to maybe just go to work and just kind of be like hey i'm not really feeling it and then you just yeah. kind of coast mm-hmm. you know okay i missed the gym in the morning i overslept okay so i get to work and then now i'm just like okay well now i'm kind of reeling i'm kind of like rather than you just hey say hey focus up this is what we're going to do and then you All get right. you know you get you get yourself back in sync mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's kind of
1: not not a lot of people have that self-talk though it's yeah. gone they they only yeah. act on their emotions there's no like actual like control in like how they act like it mm. it you have to have that like that discipline that you have like that 16 yeah. week training program mm. to go up and do ev- like not miss a single yeah. workout yeah. and stick to the complete plan yeah that you're not acting on your emotions cuz you're yeah. going to always feel terrible one day and then good one day yeah but it doesn't make you do better or worse you're going to do it anyway yeah. it's going to get done
2: yep yeah and then, and again that gets back to you know, taking the chances and maybe trying and failing, you Mm -hmm. know, being being on a sports team and maybe missing a workout or doing something then not to your fullest potential. And then understanding like, hey, wait, why did I do that? Or why did I not do that? And then how are you dealing with, how are you holding yourself accountable? If you're saying, okay, well, I missed the workout. I'll make it. it's, It's not a big deal. You know, I remember there specifically some days during crew season, like, it was an optional, like get some steady state in. And like, I would like beat myself up if I missed it. And I was like, okay, it's optional. But I was like, I should do it. I definitely should do it. I need to do it. I'm not as good as this person. So I need every rep I can get. So Mm -hmm. I'd go there at eight o'clock at night for better or worse, probably didn't help me, but mentally it helped me. Mm -hmm. So that was something where, yeah, maybe it didn't help me the next day when we did a 2K test and I Mm -hmm. blew up. But, you know, mentally I was able to say, hey, we went for it and we tried so, you know. I was able to look at myself after kind of be what be do you happier think the, with
0: the difference between failing and quitting is
2: failing and quitting is failing is failing and quitting um quitting is a feeling where you almost have like an utter disgust right. where you're almost just You know, you do something and you're choosing not to go on anymore. You're making a decision where you're still capable of from a fitness perspective where you're, you're capable of doing something, you're in that, that battle with yourself and you're, you make a decision to go the easy route, a fail, failing, there's two ways of maybe failing. There's, Hey, there's missing your goal, which may be failing, Mm -hmm. but may also not be failing. I wouldn't consider the marathon a failure no. even though he missed the goal yeah. it's a learning lesson it's a yeah it's a great learning lesson but uh, a failure would be you know maybe a collapse of your entire values maybe a little bit more you know maybe you know i've, I've gone through periods of time where i'm not on a structured plan i'm on my own and then i just kind of like fall off the rails you know we've all been there in different mm-hmm. capacities and stuff and that is what i would say a failure where you're not being maybe true to yourself, right. like yeah. on a day to day basis and yeah. stuff
1: like that. Right. So, Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I can relate to that for sure. especially yeah. after for this marathon, mm-hmm. not like I didn't dive off, but I'm not like where I'm structured at, you know, I'm yeah. still waiting to get back on that structured plan. Yeah. Just put another goal in front of us, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, going from where you were coming from, like the different upping the miles, it's a lot to get up to those high, yeah high mile, would high, you, high mile what would you
1: get up to like what was your highest miles a week it was high definitely high 60s wow yeah, yeah. that's a lot yeah cool. yeah it was
2: we were going i mean it was six days a week you know 12. typically the i remember the main training plan was about it was eight eight was standard like eight was like every morning like eight like it was like an eight mile or wednesday would be a anywhere from like a 10 to i think up to like 13, wow. eight, I, sorry, eight to 13 early on. Um, that was a mid midweek run, just a easy long run. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, Thursday were like speed workouts, um, easy five or rest was Fridays. And then, uh, two, uh, Saturday would be some type of hill workout or it'd be an easy run. And then like a test would be on Sundays mm-hmm. or a really long run. So it would be like a half mile time trial or it would be, you know, there were like 22 mile long runs there were so, there's so many different plans that you can do for marathons oh, yeah. some of them say you shouldn't run more than 20 some of them say you should run you know 20 miles five times over the period so yeah it's really different
0: person by person yeah different. <laughs> yeah did you meet nick bear
2: so i so i knew he was running it yeah. and i was a big fan a big fan still a still a big fan of him um has a good mindset and just really good content oh, that he yeah. puts out definitely um so i was kind of going in there like i kind of picked the race because he was running that one i was like hey that would be cool to kind of see him just see him run by and stuff like that um so we got to the starting line i didn't see him the first day we got there like on saturday night um so we went saturday sunday morning we're getting ready to go out like i'm walking down and getting ready to the start line there was a couple thousand people running the race but was able to get up to the front pretty Relatively easy easily I was in the front row, but I was in the second or third row. And I kinda look up. My dad was there and he was like just I was just talking to him just before uh going off. And uh I kinda look over and I'm like, I'm like, oh where's that guy right next to me, like two people over, and it was Nick Bear. And I was like, that's Damn, I was total total fanboy yeah, right there. You're like a little child. At oh that yeah. Point. No, yeah. and I was like
1: same. I was like, like, oh shit. I, I was like, Oh shit, he's here. Yeah, yeah. And I
2: was like in my head, I was like I got to see him. I was like, yeah. I know he was going for 250, like sub 250. And he did, right? <laughs> he did. And he was, he's, if you meet, meet the guy in person, I think he was like 185 at the time or 190. Yeah. I stood next to him. I was two, 208 at the time, 205. Oh, wow. So I was, you know, I had 10, 15 pounds, you know, mm. about 15 pounds on the guy. Yeah. And he was, he was built. Like, that guy yeah, was, that was. guy was like, mm-hmm. that guy was yoked but um so we got so we saw him at the finish the start line didn't get to talk to him just because everybody's in the zone at that point um you're getting ready um we get to the end of the race and he he got like a 248 i think something like that like crazy so that's a 625 pace something like that oh my god um 626 something like that but so we run there and i got finished at 3 317, and I was you know beat. I was exhausted. Um, I walk out. I'm waiting for my dad, kind of to catch up and you know meet up. It was kind of like a weird finish line. And I sat down on a like a like a step, and I was waiting. And I saw my dad. I got up, and I like we were kind of talking. And we were like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, where should we go? Maybe we can go over to the stand. And I looked down the street, and right there was like Nick Nick Bear. Like just an opening opened up and he was just standing right there and I was like so I summoned up every like will and like wobbled down and I was like <laughs> yeah and I got to meet him and it was it was awesome I mean that was a that was like a dream come true I mean just me and the guy yeah extra so nice like so professional so nice like the first thing he asked was like I was like hey I'm a big fan like I just ran the race and the first thing he asked was like hey like like how do you do like blah blah, blah. making small talk and really like but he actually, like, cared about what you did and, like, that you were actually, like, you gave it your all and stuff like that. And it was, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, like, you know, some people say, like, meeting your heroes is sometimes a disappointment. Like, that was
1: somebody that was really, like, a big inspiration, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's not, like, a fake fake hero. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, you can see from his videos. Oh, yeah. He's as he's real as it gets. Yeah.
0: yeah. Entrepreneur works out, like, twice a day. Oh, yeah. miles. It's
2: crazy. Yeah. And, I mean, just, I saw, I got to see him, like, actually run and stuff like that. I mean, the guy's just... It's Monster. it's real speed. Yeah, like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it was really cool. It was definitely a cool experience. Everybody in there, that the whole team that he had there, was extremely nice and really professional and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah, it was. It, it's really cool and really reassuring when you actually, you see somebody out there that you're watching YouTube videos for, and it's like it's not just like a, a facade yeah. and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. something that you can actually look up to and really appreciate and, uh yeah, really get behind. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you nope. see someone on TV and then it actually comes
2: like into real life. Kind of yeah, life definitely. As, as much
1: as The Liver King was my uh, oh,
2: <laughs> true man. hero, I got you know earth-shattering news. Uh,
1: You're actually a fan.
2: <laughs> oh no, you were. I was
1: gonna say you were actually surprised too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's a.
0: Are you big into like recovery and diet?
2: Um, not as much as I should be. Um, yeah. I I have been on a very. <laughs> very uh whatever diet the last couple years it hasn't even been a diet It's just been like trying to get just a basic structure in your plan and like so hey we know a program that can help you out with Uh, that actually really Uh, (laughs) (laughs) a strength and nutrition program yeah yeah that would that would be good yeah yeah definitely like i mean you see all his stuff he he harps on it and stuff like that and you see all the benefits and stuff like that but yeah yeah no nothing set up but yeah just a lot of eggs and a lot of pasta
1: and a lot of fruit oh uh, the pasta yeah, uh, mm. a lot I love of pasta. pasta so good yeah damn that's one of the hard things It's carbs yeah, it's yeah. if
0: you're if you're burning that many calories like, then it
1: doesn't you really need, matter need those carbs. i yeah. mean but the reason obviously that's really the real reason everybody runs and they work. eat out. the carbs yeah i mean just yeah. to eat the Yo, carbs i never but, thought about it like that let's be straight here. Yeah, yeah i mean like it's like a nice six miles i be like I gotta do eight. I gotta make yeah. up for that fucking pasta yeah. dinner I'm gonna have. That's oh, yeah. have an extra two stu- like two scoops of pasta. Yeah, an yeah, extra just throw that shit on there. It's so easy to like I deserve eat this. Calories, <laughs> yeah,
0: I could, I could out eat my calories in ten minutes. Yeah,
1: dude, peanut butter. That's tough. If that's you could th- have like
0: one cheat meal, like this, like any meal, your dream meal, what would it be?
2: Um, that's tough. I I think I'd have to channel like my like inner Garfield though a tray of lasagna mm. I could easily get a tray of lasagna I ate one like two weeks ago a whole tray
1: whole tray yeah mm. yeah. yeah I could do that I, yeah. honestly Italian yeah anything Italian. but yeah. I mean oh was a big cookie man
2: Cookies. yeah, yeah. yeah. it's basic it's basic, it basic. Okay. a bit of milk oh yeah oh uh, yeah half gallon of milk with it too. <laughs> like... down the hatch yeah I mean that's I mean that's always been the problem I used to have like a little battery that would you, know, you have your, Spare tire. Yeah, you have your rowing uniforms and they're all really tight and everybody like flexes their six pack and uh-huh. whatever. I always had the battery. So yeah, but... I was like, hey, I can pull my weight. It's I was going to say, I, yeah, you can still keep up, don't matter. I, I got the little battery though. That was always... Yeah, it's crazy how you, you went into running rowing too
0: and you're, you're a bigger guy. You've always yeah. been a bigger guy. Yep. So mm-hmm. It's a lot harder for you. you got to carry a lot more weight.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never like... I've always heard that and I always kind of said that but yeah. I kind of like thought that in the back of my mind but I'm always like, Hey, I mean, there's somebody else out there that's doing it. You're yeah. still running the miles, you're still doing all the stuff. So I've you always try to hold yourself to a higher standard and you know, everybody's on a level playing field. You don't know what they've been through and what they've kind of come through come through.
1: Yeah, that's that's but, facts. That's where the victims mentality comes because yeah. people are like, You yep. don't understand me. Yep. You don't know what like I've been through, you don't know yep. like who I am. Or like, yeah. motherfucker, there's a bunch of people out here that know exactly what you're going through yep. or have done what you've done. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know. Yeah like getting rid of that and just saying and understanding that like there's so many people out there that have done oh, yeah. way like that's that that's huge i would say
2: yeah yeah no definitely i mean it it's, can be something as small as you know hey you're 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 a bigger guy you're running you're competing mm-hmm. with smaller people like yeah. i mean that's that you can use that and it's a that it may be a fair argument but right. ultimately like you're not going to get any better if you say like oh well i actually came in first yeah. because you know my weight adjusted score is this you know exactly. ultimately when you race in a race who crossed the finish line first
0: exactly yeah you know, True.
2: i know like rowing has like a big like power to weight ratio is like a big thing so like there's lightweight rowing and there's heavyweight rowing mm-hmm. um, and the lightweight rowers that'd be i remember the one guy that was on our team was just an absolute beast one great one of the best best dudes i ever met um but just an absolute rowing like he really went all in like something that you could really like follow and stuff like that here he would have like an insane power to weight ratio and he'd be able to he could hold his own but we'd get to like the top speed of the big boats with all the heavy heavy hitters and stuff like that and just they hit a top speed that's just faster like your max speed is going so fast that it can carry the weight and you would still beat you know a boat where maybe they have like the best power to weight ratio so either Mm, way yeah we're getting into that i'm reading a little bit more about uh currently I'm reading a book uh Beyond the Bike Lance Armstrong's old book Uh, so this was the one that came out before before he got caught really so I think it was (sighs) in the early 2000s so stupid though because
1: everyone in the top 15 was doing
2: it oh yeah oh yeah no 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 no. No, it is it's totally true and it's but it's interesting to see his whole story because he really had an amazing story like it's you're you can never take that away from him like Mm -hmm. regardless the guy is just the guy was a phenomenal athlete like And he went to places that I don't think very few, I think very few people could go to, to get some of those wins and to kind of just overcome even the cancer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, But I wanted kind of, I kind of wanted to read it because I kind of wanted to hear his perspective before everything came out. Obviously, everything he's in a bad light um, since then, and you know, as he should be because he really went after some of those people. But um, it's really interesting to see all his trials and how he never made excuses. I mean, the guy had cancer and he's out there and he's riding his bike while he's doing chemo
1: <laughs> people will be like you're fucking stupid like yeah. you don't know me yeah yeah you don't know yeah. me yeah that's that's crazy what yeah. was it called beyond the bike
2: beyond the bike is the first one i think he has a couple other ones but when was that
1: like when did he release that um yeah, early yeah, 2000 no. i think it was 2001 or 2002 oh, okay. so, so he, he up, had
2: only won two mm-hmm. at, by that point two tour de frances by that point yeah um but yeah no it's just kind of a yeah, I just kind of got more interested into it. And I actually found one, I saw him on a podcast. I forget what the name of it was, but it kind of got me thinking more about him and stuff like that. So
1: sounds like you're into books and podcasts. That's <coughs> yeah. Who yeah. else
2: do
0: you follow besides uh, Nick Baer?
2: So there's not really, really not really podcast wise. Um, you know, everybody kind of has listened to Joe Rogan at some point. Yeah. That's True. kind of a, you know, a, a mainstream one at this point. Um, mainly just a lot of audiobooks and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Not really. It's kind of like a, what kind just of stuff do you like to listen free. to? Um, typically, I've been moving more to like finance stuff, finance personal help stuff. You know, there's a, a lot of different ones like that. Um, kind of expanding your mind on how you're you're choosing to use your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to get the most out of yeah. both the best return on not just your assets but also yourself as well. So, Absolutely. yeah, trying to keep something going, but reading there's a ton of different there's a wide variety something like a lance armstrong biography to you know good to great i just finished up um rereading that Mm -hmm. um just really how you're working with other people and how you're kind of transforming your team whether that's at work or that's your friend group or whether that's your you know relationship with a significant other or your family or anything like that Mm -hmm. so or really you're taking yourself
1: yeah, yeah. you seem like, a, like a very uh, team-oriented person. I mean, because you're playing, you know, like, you're doing baseball, mm-hmm. rowing, except for the running. That's a, more of like a, yeah. you know, one-person solo type thing. Yeah. But, yeah, you seem like a very team-oriented person. I mean, if you, and yeah. you were always, when you said he was a leader, especially during baseball, I mean, yeah. the catcher's always a leader. And, I mean, he was a leader, for sure. Like, okay. everyone, like, would, you know, always gather around him. He would yeah. always be that type of person to speak. Mm-hmm. You would listen.
0: Yeah
1: and um th- yeah that was that was that was a great time that was yeah. a, I had a lot of fun yeah it was
2: that was, uh, that was a good a good combo back then yeah back in then and I mean you have the same experience really kind of going growing up and you know you were a catcher too you kind of went through that whole experience I'm you not gonna lie I, <clears> throat> throat> I did
1: yeah yeah I'm not gonna lie I, I definitely regretted catching because that yeah. shit fucked my knees up and yeah 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 um yeah. it was great I mean it was I mean, it's hard. It was yeah. hard as hell. Yeah. He had like the I think no pe- balls passed. Maybe one I think, but it wasn't even your fault. No, no there was no, one, no, but it wasn't what, your fault though. It was like it was no, it that. was a throwaway. Like uh, there was no way. <laughs> He's like Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, you're lying. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. It, yeah. Okay. No. Yeah.
2: No. It's obviously a demanding position and stuff like that. And yeah. But even like I remember the senior year. I remember you were coming up like having somebody who was a very capable catcher coming into that season i would made me want to practice that much more like yes. i was fully aware that you were coming that and you were a very good catcher at the time so i made I was, a good impact then yeah so i was Pushing, i was going into the <laughs> off season i was like hey i need to make sure i'm in good shape and make sure that i'm Definitely. actually not just coasting into it and yeah. taking taking any reps off and stuff like that which is
1: yeah you build up better and then obviously
2: for so, me, yeah. I was like,
1: I was like, I want to play, but I'm like, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> I was like, he's so good. I'm like, I want to play, but fuck, <laughs> he has to play. There's no way. I mean, and his bat, your bat was great. You had what the highest average? I think that,
2: that was that. I don't know what I don't know what happened that year, but everything started landing. are oh, you, are oh, you had the best in year. He
1: had like literally the best year. Yeah. Dink- what was your average?
2: It was uh, something crazy. I don't know. Something I was it was over 500. I think so. <laughs> yeah, bro, that nice. was everything started just like you know falling in there and stuff like that and then i i mean carson had a great year that year yeah he was i mean it was that was your senior
0: year yeah it was was like his last yeah 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 oh yeah yeah yeah
2: that was that was a fun year that was a really fun year we had
1: well we were were undefeated for the season
2: undefeated for the regular season we won the colonial league and then we lost to parkland in the semifinals. right on a Two run, two run home run. Yeah, a no, right home field, run, three run home run. yeah. right field, that was hit, that was a b hit liner. Hit the same thing twice. I know. Yep.
1: Yeah, I remember that. It was the same pitch. Yep.
2: It was well. It was the same pitch, but it was it hung up a little bit, and it just Was it a
1: curve? curve ball?
2: No, yeah, it was that knuckle curve.
1: I was a knuckle yeah, curve. Oh my yeah. gosh, little thing. Was Carson. Carson was
2: done that game. Yeah. So I mean, we lost with you know we had our best on the round. It's just I mean that was a great swing that that guy
1: had, but it was just it's always it's always whatever they think about those. Yeah, but no one ever thinks like a like a school like banger is gonna mm-hmm. ever go to like that far, yeah, especially really. like cool. baseball. I don't yeah. think we were really known for no. baseball ever yeah. really. Nope. So that was that's like something in its own, like legendary.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was a, I mean, I, was, I still remember us winning the colonial league and then coming back and we went to the prom. Right. Oh, no, 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 the senior senior night. It was like senior dance night or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah yeah. Like yeah. That. That I remember. That. We just ran in, ran around the ran around the floor and then um, just ran out. That was it. That was it. But that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun. Uh, that was a good time. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, even then though, I mean, that year we had a, we had also played them in basketball that's that was right nice i remember that you played basketball
1: yeah. yeah yeah you got thrown in here and there i think oh yeah yeah i got some minutes in there oh yeah
2: yeah i got state points <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right i remember yeah. that i was yeah. there for
1: that game nice. yeah that was awesome yeah i used that yeah, yeah. you had a very very successful athletic career that's for sure and it's still like you're still going yeah doing that's... even after doing like organized stuff yeah you're still doing the thing even after yeah, yeah. what yeah. are your uh future goals that you have
2: yeah, so I'm actually... This 2023 is going to be a fun year. It's going to be a big year. Oh, so Yeah, you're planning something yeah.
1: big. I know Nick Bear was doing that. Well, you do I mean... <clears throat> that's on
2: the list, but not next year. Right. Not next year. Mm-hmm. It's not on, the, not, not on the plan next year. All right. Got to save some things for later. Are you doing a 50 Does it start with an I? It does. What, full? So later in the year, that's the plan. What, so, which one? So right now, signed up for the Penn State 70.3. Okay. So that's the half. And July first. That's, that's the Fourth of July weekend.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I
2: think it's the third technically.
1: And if anyone, one knows, knows what we're talking about, Ironman. Yeah. Ironmans are always uh. Anything, well, they're not well known, but they should be because yeah. it's it's a triathlon. Yep. And the seventy point three, the one you're talking about, is a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. But it's um, what is it? A one point two mile swim. Yep. A thirteen point two mile or thirteen mile run.
2: Yeah, so it's a 1.2 mile swim, into it's the bike, 56 mile bike ride, and into and the half. run. Yeah. yeah. So that's the half. That's a 70.3. That's typically the racing some more of the racing distance. Right. Um and then there's a full Ironman, which is uh 2. Point, what? 2.4, 2.4 mile 4 swim, mile. Mm-hmm. 112 mile bike ride, mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, a marathon.
0: So for the people listening and they're like, why would you ever want to do that?
1: Like what sick fuck made <laughs> of the Ironman? Like why? Why, why? why do you want to do that, Josh? Why would you want to torture yourself and pay for it?
2: Um, no, well, the, the, I mean, this kind of gets back to running and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's a goal where you're really pushing the envelope, where you're saying, hey, I'm not I need to get better at this and it's something that you're setting a really ambitious goal, and this is something that you have to train for. You can't show up <laughs> there and just do it. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't train for months on end, you're going to get there and you're not going to finish it. You may not even make it through this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: literally
2: like but why you,
0: Why would I even want to train once on in the first place?
2: That's a personal decision. Why would you want to do it? Just because of that sense of structure, that sense yeah, of like, structure. Hey, you're holding yourself accountable for not just a week, not just <laughs> the one day, not just every day when you're, you know, you have other, you have a whole period of time that you have to be, you have to be on it. Yeah. And that sense of, you know, accountability is something that I think, a lot of people strive for mm-hmm. and really are trying to find yeah i so. think it's
0: the, the person that you become on the way you know yeah. the journey yep that journey it makes you become a different person oh yeah you definitely Realize different things about yourself you yeah. get more disciplined you get more consistent then you finally hit that race day and then it feels really yeah. good yeah and then you have that experience for the next thing whatever yep. else you want to do yep. even if it's not even athletic it could be some something completely different
2: yeah. And it's, it's again, getting back to that, like overcoming adversity and some some stuff like that, you're building that resilience yeah. and there were stuff that I know happened in my, when I was growing up that may have contributed to like maybe pushing through on the running and then there's stuff that I've done running wise that has helped me overcome addictions and overcome problems that I've had off out of running and stuff like that. Yeah, And because I know I can handle that. I know I can, you know, overcome them like, you know, it really translates to more than just a sport so it's sports are just a tool to you know help you improve on life and kind of improve
0: your
1: well-being yeah, definitely so you have some good like priority like prioritization skills like you have to prioritize yep. this like because if you have that that type of goal that's yep. very ambitious yep you can't be you don't have time to fuck around doing other stuff yeah you have to replace it with something like training and yeah. all the hours of just diet nutrition, like yeah. whatever it is that you do to prepare for it, you have to replace that with whatever bullshit you were doing before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have something to actually like strive for, like you're, everybody can, yeah, everybody is more than com- like yeah. capable of just sitting around and wasting time. Yeah. And if you're not going yeah. forward, you're going back. Yeah, exactly. And when you're wasting time, you can, you'll be surprised how destructive you can get. Yeah. For real. You know, yeah. Your, your body will take it as a challenge. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm
0: i feel like you're happiest when you're making progress oh yeah definitely so yeah i mean if you go train for a triathlon you're gonna make a lot of progress yeah it's gonna feel good you're gonna feel really fulfilled after that
2: yeah um so uh, a book that i read that highly recommend is a really short book um admiral mcraven wrote it he was a navy officer he uh wrote it and it was just called make your bed and it's mm-hmm. it was it was basically a A uh, explanation of his speech at the Texas. He 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 was the
1: I've seen that commencement. Yeah, Yeah, he was the commencement speaker. Yeah,
2: Yeah, you you heard. So the book is basically just. It's an elaborated version of. He elaborates on the whole stories, all Mm -hmm. of them. So it's like you know, twenty pages of each each uh, topic. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just making like small little goals every day that you can accomplish. And those, you know, you wake up, you make your bed. Okay, now you're you accomplish something right away. Okay, well now you make breakfast. Now you did this now you did this is okay now you did this now you can face on the challenge hey i have a meeting at work okay we overcame that we presented we had a presentation we did well um i have a workout after and then it just builds and builds and builds and own, yeah. yeah and then you, once you have momentum going i mean mm-hmm. anything's possible yeah so absolutely. it's just that
1: like, full iron man huh
2: so yeah that's 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 on it that's been a bucket list for a couple years now um kind of started creeping up while I, was, I kind of got exposed to it. I didn't really know about it until rowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, rowing really was a life changing experience. Like it kind of opened my eyes to a world beyond baseball, basketball, you know, football, um, even cross country when I was doing at the time, like it still hadn't hit me. Like what else is out there? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been creeping up there, but also just taking into, you know, taking into the new year is something that's really going to challenge you and really, you're uncertain how you're going to do. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a great swimmer. Mm -hmm. So this past Mm -hmm. year I did my first, like open water swim. That was an experience. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How far did you go with that?
2: So it was a mile and a half
1: and that was tough for you. It
2: was, it was a, it was a good experience. I mean, it was, I was surprised. Like you surprised yourself. Like I thought I was going to like get, you know half a mile in and start dying and stuff like that and i felt good i felt like pretty strong the whole time and you know it it maybe i didn't have the fastest time but it was something that i took into then going back into the pool and like okay i can do this why am i struggling to do like 10 laps in a row okay i can i know i can do more than this Mm -hmm. and now my training practices are getting better and now it's you know it's it was a it was a great thing to do and it all happened just because i was just like you know what i'm gonna do it and i just did it and then one of my friends ended up doing it with me and now he and I are training regularly and it's like, okay, now two people are doing it. Now I hold myself accountable with him. Right. So it's definitely, a, you know, trying to improve a team or make a team and stuff like that. Finding other ways to hold yourself accountable is always a good thing. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: Should we hit him with it? There's What's no. life? No. <laughs> oh no, no. Um, what would you say your purpose is? Purpose.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, man, you're hitting hitting some really deep ones. Um, I think what I've kind of saw throughout my life has kind of been lining people up with what they're kind of supposed to be doing, Um, whether to help us kind of achieve a goal. I think something that I've noticed with like sports and then something even with work is something and just random conversation is like, I've, I've struggled to find like, Hey, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like this one specific thing is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's kind of going into a situation where I don't know anything. I am not the most, the smartest person at math or something like that, but I can communicate well with the person that is. And I can kind of say, Hey, I need you to help me with this. And that person completes that task. And this person, I can connect those people together. Um, so I don't know, maybe I think that, that kind of, is that kind of like the mediator of like, Hey, I know and I can communicate well with some of the people yeah. and that kind of to solve problems. So I think that's, and that brings those people together. Um, I've noticed that that's probably been the most common thing that I could probably say,
0: um, basically kind of just like getting the job done no matter what it takes. So.
2: Yep. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to say it. For um, sure. yeah, and kind of how you're building relationships with people and how they want to work with you. Yeah, because they know, you know, I'm going to try my best and do everything I can to try to give them what they need to accomplish their job. And then and vice versa, then they they try their best in return. Right.
0: What's the quote that you have on your Instagram?
2: So that's actually Lance Armstrong. I love that quote. So it says the objects. So it says there's a reason that your your windshield, your front windshield is bigger and your rearview mirror is so small it's basically meaning like look ahead like you're gonna make so I kind of picked that I kind of picked that quote randomly one day and it was kind of I was kind of in a rough spot rough place like mentally and I really was struggling with like how I was doing and you know I was struggling with like thinking of stuff in the past like really I was in a really really bad spot and it just kind of was like hey like I was starting to dig myself out and I was like hey like I'm looking forward like there's so much, there is a lot to like, just live for and a lot of new challenges to do and a lot of different things to try to, um, kind of go after. And, you know, the stuff happened in the past and, you know, I can learn from that, but that's, you know, it's in the past for a reason. It's hard, so,
1: it's hard not to dwell on it. You can't dwell.
2: It, it's extremely hard. And like you were saying, you know, like we were kind of saying, like you can, your body wants to soil and stuff and just linger on it and just beat yourself up over it, but Eventually, you just gotta get up and say, "Hey, it happened. It's done now. I'm gonna. I learned from it, and you know, yeah. move on from there. And you get, you take it as a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, some yeah. are easier than others.
0: Right. You can't go back. You can look yeah. back, but you can't go back. All you got is right now. Yeah. And hopefully the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, where can people find you if they want to like uh, follow your journey?
2: Um, I mean you can always I'm on I'm on Instagram, JF Nation. Okay. Um, I mean if you wanna follow me, I'm always on Strava. I always try to hold myself accountable on that. Um oh, yeah. so I always post everything on Strava that's uh you know, my fitness app of choice. But yeah. More than welcome I you know, I'm always trying to find other people that are, are committed to their journey, whether yeah. whatever that may be. Um Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. You got anything I, I gotta
1: download Strava. Yeah. You have Strava? Nah. Awesome. I got it, though. got to do it now. Um, yeah. No, but thank you for being here. Yeah, It's been a course. long time. I haven't seen you in, like, a long time. Yeah, but it honestly, it's great to, like, you haven't changed much, but you've changed a lot because yeah. you've done a lot of things. Yeah. But you're still the same person that we knew in high school, like, the nicest person, like, has no ill will towards anyone, only cares about other people, really. It's very selfless. And that's something to really look up to, especially for me, because I love those type of people, like having those type of people around and having a conversation with them means a lot to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great to to learn from someone like you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Sweet man, thank you for coming on. Yeah, awesome. Josh Fields. See you guys.